0: Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk & Fight for another episode of Boxing News today. Courtesy of our friends across the pond at Boxing247.com. Uh, but before we get into the headlines of the day, I want to circle back around uh, to discuss Terence Crawford and his little spat with uh, Al Heyman, not to mention uh, his prior spat with uh, Bob Hearim. This all goes back to uh, you know basically Terence uh, Crawford not thinking he's getting paid enough for his uh, fighting uh, in the ring as at a champion uh, at his level and being able to, um, if you will, pick and choose the amount of monies that he's deserved. So he left uh, top rank and is now, if you will, self-managed and was attempting to negotiate directly with Al Heyman uh, with respect to setting up a fight between himself and uh, Errol Spence. And he brought to light uh, the other day that there were two hedge funds offering 25 million apiece. Now, that to me sounded, quite frankly, a little unrealistic, simply because hedge funds aren't in the business of laying out money upfront without any guarantee of return. And if there's one thing that Bob Arum was adamant about, it's that Terence Crawford's value in the ring isn't as large as Terence Crawford believes it to be from a uh, a monetary perspective. So therefore, uh, relying on, if you will, pay-per-view numbers, uh, Bob Arum uh, was saying, in a nutshell, Terence, you don't do enough talking, promoting, quite frankly, uh, to interest me and or the fans, despite your wonderful um, record. So in a nutshell, Al Heyman offered him absolutely zero money uh, guaranteed, uh, yet an 80-20 split of the pay-per-view revenue, which uh, didn't uh, tickle the fancy of Terry Crawford very much. And so he went to, as I said, the hedge funds apparently who had approached him, confirmed that they were offering 25 million apiece to he and Errol Spence, and he went to Errol Spence. So now, if I may, I'm going to simply refer back to a couple of articles, which I have uh, posted links to in the show's description down below here. So, um, in a nutshell, Terence Crawford says, he's mad at me for taking a fight with a tough opponent, David Avsnazian. You might not know him, but he's a tough opponent for a bigger purse. I guarantee that I wasn't going to get. You no, know, you're crazy in the head. He's talking to Spence here. So now, We go back to square one. What do you expect? You expect me to be disrespected, run over, stepped on, and just sit there and take it? That's crazy. That ain't my style. Me personally, I wasn't even going to say nothing because I'm not the talkative type. And you all pretty much know that. But sometimes you got to say what's real and say what's on your mind. You got to stop these people from doing what they want with you. A lot of people say, did you ask to see Bob Arum's books? Did you ask for transparency with Bob Arum? No, I didn't. Do you know why? A lot of people don't even know why, but I was signed with Bob Arum and I wasn't my own boss. I was given a guarantee for every single fight that I fought for Bob Arum and top rank. That's the difference, you guys. So if you guys don't understand that, I don't know what to tell you. So in other words, basically, in a nutshell, despite the fact he didn't really answer the transparency issue with respect to seeing Bob Arum's books, he is arguing that... uh, at the end of the day he's going back and forth between the numbers and he did want a guarantee for the fight with errol spence which al Heyman apparently wasn't going to give so errol spence and terence crawford got into a bit of a twitter duel if you might um and on uh, so 24 hours after terence crawford had uh said his words with respect to what he had negotiated with these hedge funds, which I deem to be unlikely. Um, But that's just given my experience in the business world. Uh, Errol Spence tweeted back uh, to Terence Crawford, why it take you two weeks to say something? You tried getting your shit together, laugh out loud. We can see you looking at some flashcards or a piece of paper. Good you speaking now, I was worried. He claims that his concerns over having transparency on the revenues and expenses for the fight was a big issue that killed the negotiations. Cap, my side agreed to show him everything. The draft included specific provisions that required that both of us would receive a complete and full written detailed accounting showing all pay-per-view sales of the event and then the status of all net revenues received and all expense, expenses incurred and paid. Zero is Errol Spence. If I'm not telling the truth, tell him to post the draft. He's talking about he didn't have a guarantee and he's talking all the risk, mother effer. I didn't even guarantee just a higher percentage. All money, not good money. I asked him where the 50 million was coming from. Who is over the hedge fund putting the money up? He couldn't tell me. I think we all just need to meet in person. This provoked a back and forth between the pair, which can be seen on the website uh talksport.com which as i said i posted below in the description uh crawford by the way he's uh, he's 38 though, 29 knockouts as i said earlier uh, will instead defend his 147 pound crown against russia's david Avnesian. he's 29 3-1 17 knockouts and that'll take place on december 10th in omaha nebraska spencer his part is expected uh to face uh, keith thurman uh, Spence is a three-division champ, 28-0, uh, 22 knockouts. He's the IBF, WBA, WBC 147-pound champ. Uh, but anyway, we want to see it unified, and we want to see him go up against Crawford. We all were, I'm sure you were too. Uh, but that won't happen. Maybe in maybe in the new year, if both of them win their expected battles. And I say expected because the the Spence and Thurman fight has not yet been confirmed. So, I just wanted to give you a bit of an update uh, because I got a few comments regarding my comments and the hedge fund that I mentioned, hedge funds that I mentioned, and my doubt about those hedge funds and the amounts of monies, especially given what uh, Bob and it just goes to show you, quite frankly, how tightly controlled uh, the boxing industry is. And I think potentially uh, the boxing industry, the people who control it, Uh, It's an oligarchy without a doubt. There are only six people really who control what goes on in the boxing world um, in terms of putting these fights together and offering the kinds of guarantees that they do, or in Al Heyman's case, no guarantee, yet a decent split of the anticipated uh, pay-per-view purse, which Bob Aaron would argue wouldn't be worth the risk. So... Let's uh, put that aside and move along. Let's go to see what is happening in Dennis McCann's front. Dennis, the menace McCann, as you know, has been featured several times on Talk and Fight, especially by Mike Orr on his show uh, Knuckle Up and uh, probably on Knockout of the Week. But anyway, he's got a fight upcoming um, on a card that features uh, a bunch of other fighters. But anyway, he's, he's on a card. Um, uh, the sorry i shouldn't jump ahead but uh, the reality is he's, he's on the card with wbo interim world superweight middleweight showdown uh, between zach parker and john ryder and also has uh, hamza shariz and ibox gym teammate sam noakes and pierce o'leary in championship action as well that's taking place on november 26th at the o2 arena and as i say on this undercard is one of our favorite fighters dennis the mans mccann and he promises joe ham that he's going to feel the power (laughs) when they they get into battle uh, for the super bantamweight title that's at stake uh, on that card. Let's have a quick look at what Dennis the menace McCann has to say. He, and he's talking about ham. He is an ex team GB fighter and has boxed all around the world, but he hasn't met Dennis the menace yet or fought anyone like me when he feels the power, he is not going to like it. Trust me. Uh, you gotta love what some of these guys have to say to each other. It's kind of funny, but uh, anyway. Um, he he. Uh, by the way, um, McCann is is facing tougher tests as he moves up. His 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 record speaks for itself. I believe he's undefeated. Let me have a quick little look here, see if you've got his record on. Yes, thirteen and seven knockouts, and uh, you know. He, he's got uh, some pretty good words for for, for his opponent, Joe Ham, And if you want the full story, just go to Boxing247.com or else uh, you'll find me talking forever on this episode. Let's move quickly forward now to uh, Isaac uh, Pitbull-Cruz, who's uh, managed by Manny Pacquiao Promotions, uh, to see what he has to say about his uh uh, life in, the, in the, the squared circle. Without hesitation, says this article on boxing247.com, without hesitation, Isaac Pitbull Cruz would fight Vasil Lomachenko as Orlando Sin Salido did and even knock him out. This was assured by Isaac Cruz, father and coach of Pitbull Cruz, who said in an interview that he saw the Ukrainian out of rhythm and that they would already know how to defeat him. He said, it it would be an identical copy of the fight that Sin Salado did to Loma. He said, if Salado beat him at a certain age with great experience, I really have no doubt that we would beat Lomachenko. Because of the demonstration that Vysilio Lomachenko gave against Jamin Ortiz and what he showed in the ring, Isaac Cruz thinks that his son could knock out the Ukrainian. He said, I saw him in bad shape. I have no doubt at all And what I could confirm is that the decision would not be reached. Anyway, the European defeated Ortiz, as you all know, uh, back in New York in an event where Loma had struggled against a rival who at times looked quite good. Uh, Loma had suffered two defeats in his career, the first and the second duel as a professional against Orlando Salido. So that same pressing strategy would be carried out by Pitbull in the eventual bout if it were to occur. Now I have mentioned this before. This is getting um, this division is, is getting quite heated. There are lots of uh, verbal battles going on uh, in the uh, the lightweight sector. But uh, anyway, I leave it up to you. At the moment, um, Pitbull defeated Eduardo Ramirez back on September fourth, and he's apparently taking a well-deserved break uh that we'll see him fight again probably in march or april according to his uh, management team so there you go boxing fans there's all the news fit to print for today and a little bit of uh, commentary in the introduction with respect to what i'd stated uh, the other day and terence crawford and the hedge funds that he mentioned and the 50 million dollars uh guaranteed uh that they were offering to see him and errol spends go toe to toe which quite frankly i doubt um not not calling Errol Spence, uh, sorry, uh, not calling Terence Crawford a liar, but uh, I think he might be stretching the truth on that one, because I can't see a hedge fund putting up 25 million, let alone two of them putting up 50 million, to see a fight uh, that would not, quite frankly, offer that return. Um, anyway, thanks for joining me, appreciate it. Remember to join Mike Gore, Cedric Ben at 4 p.m. at Knuckle Up. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on. Thank you very much.